Hey guys, this is Coach Peter. Welcome to another episode of the Wellness and High Performance Podcast with Coach Peter. Once again, we have a special guest in the studio, Coach Teresa West. Welcome so much to the studio. Thank you for having me. So smooth. Really, welcome so much. Like, that's not a thing. It's the second time I already made that mistake. Welcome so much. It's like, thanks so much. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for making it to the studio. How'd you get here today? I live here. You live here? No, you don't. We're in a studio in a separate place. <laughs> okay, maybe she does live here. Anyways, welcome to today's episode. In today's episode, I want to kick things off because we have got a question. We love getting questions and we received a question on YouTube by a nickname Real Jour, if I remember correctly. Don't hate me if I butchered that. But essentially, they asked, you know, what's going on with cellulite? And how can you get rid of cellulite? So, do you want to tackle that one? Because, you know, cellulite oftentimes is a thing that seems to be a bit more prominent with, with women. Yeah. Yeah. I think cellulite itself, I think they still haven't really figured out exactly like what's going on there. Um, but as you kind of go through your own experiences and the experiences of other females and then look into a little bit more research online, you start to see some trends popping up in terms of, okay, what may be causing it and how you can start to bring it down. Okay. Um, Tell me about that. Yeah. So, <laughs> so... Personally, from my experience, uh, like as a female and as a coach, generally the more body fat you have on your body, generally you start to see more cellulite appearing. So if we were to reduce your body fat, then it can it is safe to say that you would see a reduction in, in cellulite in your body. That's right. Yeah. And doesn't it, it, from my understanding, there's a bit of a gene- genetic component in that some people are going to have going to be more prone towards cellulite but even if you are one of those people the answer kind of still remains the same like if you want to reduce the amount of cellulite in your body then you just need to reduce the amount of body fat that you Mm. have as a whole exactly and i think it's really important to note here that that's a reduction in body fat not in like weight loss yeah because this is where a lot of individuals go wrong is that they focus so much on losing numbers on the scale and that's the only thing that they're measuring they're not measuring to see if they're you know if they are actually losing body fat and so they lose weight which is you know that's great actually like that shouldn't be dismissed like losing weight is is important for a lot of people who do find themselves more into that uh, overweight category. Yeah. Yeah. From so like a health perspective. From a health perspective. Just like just losing weight and becoming yeah. a smaller organism is going to yeah. improve a lot of your like health markers. It is. But from the perspective of actually what do you look like. Yeah. Then we do want to put more of an emphasis on losing body fat itself. Um, because otherwise if you start just losing a lot of muscle tissue and the fat stays then we haven't really solved the problem of reducing body fat and then reducing cellulite that's it like vision that you have an apple you have a really big apple and then you just make the apple smaller but now you still have an apple yeah like it's just the 
the same thing but in a in a, in a smaller size so that's, that's what happens if you just lose weight mm-hmm. and you lose a lot of muscle mass mm-hmm. but what you want to do instead is to try to maintain as much lean muscle tissue as possible mm-hmm. even build some yes. and then reduce the amount of body fat that you have whilst doing that absolutely and i think that term um the term skinny fat is yeah kind of what we're implying here is like you can still have girls who are particularly skinny but then they notice okay hold on a minute i still have like i still have bits that don't feel like they're firm yeah yeah i still have a lot of cellulite and so those particular girls or individuals might be experiencing more along those lines of uh, quote unquote being skinny fat being skinny fat so what yeah. would be the what's the solution to being skinny fat because what yeah. is the solution okay so we want to build some lean muscle tissue we want to go and lift some weights we want to make sure we're hitting enough um, calories and macros especially in the terms of protein so that we can build that amazing lean uh, lean muscle tissue yeah and then of course working on that body composition to slowly bring down that body fat percentage yeah yeah this is just like a completely like theoretical like in my mind i have no idea if this is true but you can imagine that if you increase the amount of muscle mass that you have you know Mm -hmm. in particular like let's imagine that you hold a lot of cellulite in your legs yeah but you don't have much muscle mass like Mm -hmm. it's almost like there's just this it's because it probably has something to do with the skin and Mm -hmm. then also obviously with the fat cells themselves But then if you just increase the amount of muscle that you have, well, now mm. that, that skin needs to accommodate that new tissue yeah. that's there. Yeah. So you would imagine that it would have, in, especially in conjunction, then reducing the size of your fat cells, yeah. that it would have this like tightening impact yeah. on, on the skin and pos- possibly that's right. help with the cellulite yeah. but again that's uh, totally theoretical nothing to tr- prove yeah. that that's just where where my mind yeah. goes and what i would think for about sure that. i think this is totally speaking on a personal perspective like in my early 20s um before i properly started weight training before i you know sat at a more leaner body fat percentage year round i did have quite a lot of cellulite in my lower body region I know this is going to sound really mean, but my brother used to call me Cellulite Sally. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's where it comes from. Yeah. Oh, wow. Richard was saying that Really? To me. Oh, my and, God. Yeah. Two older brothers, younger sister, I get a lot. They Cellulite pick on me a lot. Sally. Yeah. But now that, like, obviously I have more muscle tissue, especially around my hamstrings, yeah. like, I really think the theory that you just mentioned before, you know, probably has something to it in that the more muscle mass you have in that area, it kind of creates that real tight, tight illusion. Yeah. Yeah. And so everything in that kind of region just really tightens up. So, hey, it's another great bonus to having more muscle tissue. Absolutely. That's exactly right. Totally. Muscle gains all the way. Muscle gains all the way. So the bottom line is that we think that you should build some muscle mass and that you should you should try to reduce your overall body fat levels if you want to get rid of cellulite. Yes. Let, let us know how you go with that. Let us know if you also have any follow-up questions or anyone else has any questions at all. We're always happy to address them. 
beautiful. And that's actually a really good segue to the actual topic that we wanted to talk about today, which is the, the answering the question that can you lose body fat while you eat junk foods and processed and, and junk foods? Mm. Yeah, that's a that's a quite a loaded topic. Mm-hmm. That's a loaded topic. I think we should start with defining what is junk food True. and what is processed food. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And I think over the last few years, especially like from social media and Instagram like that, I think there's been a huge shift in labeling food mm. and like see like okay what's healthy food what's yeah. junk food like yeah. da, 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 like and you know i think there's definitely some merit in that i think we try to come from that perspective too in that all food is simply it's energy in a way mm-hmm. right um it's it's a way in which we ingest energy to give us um life yeah give us energy to work out train move our body use our brain etc but then at the same time it's like there are gonna be foods that serve you better and then foods that may not serve you better Mm. and so then when it comes to defining junk food i guess from my perspective everyone has their own different perspective i like to see junk food as food that may not necessarily serve you all the time but it does serve you maybe psychologically (laughs) okay (laughs) or it's like you know it's it's a nice way for some people to enjoy some time with their friends or family or company or i don't know foods that are potentially more palatable palatable yeah i don't know if the junk junk um term would fit that though in what way? In, in that, like, you know, that is specifically, like, you know, foods that you made enjoy when you were friends or something. Yeah, true. Okay. So, well, let's work on that. So, I would say, you know, <laughs> that um, junk food and processed, junk food and processed food, that's, yeah. you know, that's foods that humans have had a, a lot to do with, mm. essentially. That's basically... What, what it will come down to. It doesn't mean that they're necessarily good or that they're necessarily bad foods yeah. because that de- depends on the context. True. It's tricky, isn't it's it? It's a really to tricky really, concept. really define it yeah, with it, this like, whole... In, in my opinion, there's really no good or bad foods because yeah. it always comes down to the context of the, the bigger picture. Yeah. As a for instance, lately I've been preparing to run a marathon and I go through a lot of calories. This is true. So I've been literally the only way for me to get enough energy into my system is to eat some of those foods that are higher in fats and carbohydrates mm. and what might be classified as junk foods. This is true. But I just have it's to do it. Spectrum. I have to do it so that it's I, I can actually feel my body totally. to perform optimally. Yeah. But then on the other hand, like if you're you're someone who's like, you know, really trying to lose weight, mm-hmm. in that instance, these foods that are very high in carbohydrates and, and fats that we would normally label as processed or, or junk food, mm. now in that instance, they may be just be pushing you over the your calorie budget because oftentimes those foods are what we call hyper palatable, meaning that they're, they taste really good. 
They taste really good. They, they taste really good. They and, bring joy. <laughs> well, and it's important. It's kind of important to to know that a lot of these foods nowadays, like all of them essentially, are being engineered by really smart people. Mm. You know, especially like if you buy it from a supermarket and it comes in a package, it's like, how do we make this food as or this thing as palatable as possible? Yeah, and as addictive. Like you just want yeah. to eat the whole thing. What's the right amount of fats, carbohydrates, acidity, crunch, crunch, sugar, like <laughs> texture, salt? All these different things yeah. that like really tickle the like the taste buds, so to speak, and make you really want to go and eat that food. And the reason why it's hyper palatable is because you don't find this stuff in nature. Mm-hmm. Like Mother Nature doesn't doesn't have that kinds of flavor combinations that we're able to experience these days mm. from from processed foods. So I think through a few circles we've kind of got to our definition of, of junk food. So it's a junk food we we just use it to a label processed foods, you know, foods that man has had a lot to do with versus what's unprocessed foods. These are also called whole foods. You know, things that man has hasn't had anything to do with essentially. Animal proteins um, vegetables, legumes, what what are they? <laughs> Fruit. Grains, fruits, Nuts, yeah, seeds. Exactly, yeah. all these things that just come from from nature. These are what called whole foods, and then we have processed foods. And the bottom line is that the short answer, actually, to the question, can you lose fat and eat processed foods? The short answer is that yes, as long as they fit into your total calorie budget and as long as you're still in a calorie deficit you can include those foods and we're going to go a little bit more into that in just a moment but if you're eating a whole heap of um, uh, uh, processed foods it's really easy to go over your calorie budget and start putting on fat and that's when you're putting on fat then you're definitely not losing fat either Mm. you know you can definitely lose fat it's been done at this point in time many people have done experiments where they've eaten twinkies or mcdonald's only mm-hmm. and but they have been very meticulous about counting their macronutrients and calories and that they're in a calorie deficit and those people have lost weight mm. have lost weight Key and phrase they yeah. have lost weight whether or not it's muscle or body fat is another question that's another question has a lot to do with have you actually trained properly are you sleeping properly are you eating enough protein correct are you managing your stress levels appropriately yeah yeah but you can lose weight you can lose weight and you can lose fat and there's another side to that same coin which is that you can just as easily only eat quote-unquote healthy whole foods and put on fat. Yeah. If you overconsume those calories, like totally eat avocados, fish, yeah, like steaks. Still a lot of coconut oil, coconut creams. Yeah, exactly. Um, good old coconut yogurt. Yep, super easy to yeah. overconsume calories yes. because they are very high, high in fat. And in yeah. in that specific instance, now these quote unquote healthy foods actually become unhealthy foods because you're overconsuming the calories yeah for sure yeah. so bottom line you can lose fat you while lose eating fat. processed foods but however 
we do not recommend you to do that or we we recommend that you do not you know make make them the the biggest part of your of your nutrition plan mm -hmm. should not be junk food because it's going to make life very difficult for you and why is that Teresa? it is going to make life difficult for you because those particular processed foods if you think about it it's been processed in such a way that all the wonderful things have been extracted such as fiber um, you know even as simple as water and uh, a lot of the substance because that's the things that make food expire a lot faster so when those things are extracted and then slapped on with a bit of salt and preservatives you can package them up beautifully and you can put them on the shelf and they're going to last there for <laughs> one to two years versus you know a bag of apples which is only going to last you a week so a couple of days yeah. a couple of days so so yeah it does make life harder from that respect because those amazing um, I guess nutrients and that density of the food is what makes you full and I don't know about you but when I'm dieting and my body knows that I'm in a calorie deficit I want to eat everything inside I literally want to chew your arm off that's all I want to do like I want to I want to feel satiated I want to feel full I want to feel satisfied because I do know that I you know psychologically as well that's a big part of dieting for me and for you know the people that I work with I want to know that I'm not going to be starved having that feeling of starving mm. <laughs> um, because you know generally you're going to be in a calorie deficit for anywhere from four six eight weeks yeah 12 12, 12 weeks. weeks maximum usually 12 weeks and that's for some people it's a long time if you feel hungry all day every day and life is stressful there's things that are always going to come up in your day that are going to throw you off and it's going to start to drain some of that mental power to say no to things so the more that you can feel full and satiated um, and satisfied with your with your meals it's going to help you. It's going to make life easier. Track. It's going to be easier for you to stick to that calorie deficit. Exactly. Versus if you're eating a lot of processed foods where we don't have that f nutrient density, we don't have that fiber mm -hmm. that's going to make you feel satiated. It's like, yes, on one hand, you get that awesome flavor tick, but then it doesn't make you feel very full. Mm. And because you are in a calorie deficit, you are going to be experiencing increased cues of hunger from your your body. Your body is trying to convince you to get out of that deficit. Exactly. So with that whole combination, it's just a perfect storm mm -hmm. of like all you need is just one external thing doesn't go right and you're thrown mm -hmm. off from your routine a little bit. Yes. And it's a, it's a really easy thing to just go and grab something that wasn't, wasn't in the plan in the first place. It is. And then, yeah, and then it's that whole spiral of, okay, well, today doesn't count. That's right. I start tomorrow, yeah. and then you're like, ah. Oh, fuck it. It's Thursday. I start on Monday. Exactly. Yeah. Go into the cupboard, and uh, yeah. we've all been there, haven't we? <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, yeah, so from a, from a sticking to your diet perspective, sticking to whole foods most of the time is where you are really going to, to find satisfaction. Yeah and be able to adhere 
to your diet. That's right. And there's another piece to it, which is the, the conditioning side of things. Mm. You know? Like, if, you, if you're always just eating, like, super palatable foods, like, mm-hmm. you know, like, that are very high in sugar, like ice cream and, and sweets and stuff, mm-hmm. and then you go and, you know, make some vegetables. You make, like, a nice little hard-boiled vegetables or whatever yes like that's gonna taste like cardboard yeah it's gonna taste awful <laughs> yeah it's gonna taste like cardboard and yeah. that's oftentimes what we kind of as we don't laugh because we understand that like f- preparing your own food it's difficult if you haven't done it done it yeah it's you know? a skill so for example it's taken us uh, or taken me a really long time to figure out how to cook chicken breast perfectly mm. or like how to how to not absolutely make it like the driest and the most like unsatisfying thing in the world yeah. but how do you actually make it nice and juicy and nice and good mm-hmm. so if you're someone who hasn't done this and you go all right you know what i'm gonna meal prep i'm gonna go to the shop i'm gonna like do my cook my own food and then just because you haven't put in the hours of practice then you end up like butchering it completely <laughs> like just because you didn't know yeah but then now you have this like really chewy thing for the That's for right. the for the rest of the week yes and then straight off the bat you and then you're coming off from like eating really hyper palatable foods that like yes. super tasty it's just like one two punch of like you go oh my god this sucks yeah this is terrible there's no way i can do this yeah yeah, you lose a bit of confidence in yeah. the whole thing. Yeah, that's yeah. it. But the point I want to make is that with just obviously practicing like and putting some time and effort into yes. learning how to become a better chef yes. and just by eating mostly of those unprocessed foods, you're going to reconfigure your taste buds. Mm. And now, you know, even those little bit quote-unquote blander tastes... Mm-hmm actually t- start tasting really good they do i had one of the girls that i work with say they, that exact thing to me this week oh yeah she's been following her nutrition plan and you know we do live in melbourne um she's in her mid-20s she's enjoying her life and she does spend a lot of you know week nights and meals on the weekend enjoying that with friends and now that we've got gotten her cooking at home and she's preparing more of her meals she she had that comment back to me like hey actually like i feel like i don't need to go and have that ham cheese croissant for breakfast now because i'm getting used to preparing my breakfast and my taste buds are changing i'm actually not craving so much of that um, flavor intense or quote-unquote junk food um, every single meal anymore which is like that's so empowering for some people yeah because I, I do feel like a lot of people are trapped in that first of all it's just habitual um, it's just something they've always done to just grab food on the go mm-hmm. and then second of all you know they they really do attach a lot of their maybe happiness and emotion onto the food that they eat and so to feel like you can yeah not have to rely on that flavor flavorful intense um you know food every meal that's a big deal for for some people that is a big deal yeah and i think we can learn a lot from people who actually do this stuff you know not necessarily for their job although uh, yeah like a lot of professional bodybuilders Mm. um and 
physique athletes the reason why because obviously a, most people don't do that as their profession for most people it's kind of a, a hobby yes. a lot of people who do compete in physique sports where mm. they need to get to extreme low levels of body fat and they need to stay on a diet for extremely long amount of time mm. and it really needs to be like they need to be you know donning their eyes and crossing their teeth for a really long yeah. time to the gram to the gram a lot of mm-hmm. these people really do abide by the by the rule of like just cutting out all processed foods for a really really long time is the easiest way to reduce the friction yes. of being on a diet for that long simply because you you just recondition yourself yes. to being able to not look out for that that yeah. hyper palatable like a like a cheat meal like cheat a lot of people meal, have cut yeah. out cut out cheat meals completely yeah and then their cheat meal becomes a cheat day because they're like oh my god like what have i been missing yeah. out on exactly right like not necessarily but a lot of people <laughs> do find that that's that's definitely a thing yeah yeah so you know we're not talking to most of the time most people who listen to this they're not physique competitors but the bottom line is that you can definitely make your dining process much much easier by reconditioning your taste buds and Mm -hmm. by becoming a little bit better chef yeah just practicing the practicing the cooking thing that's it a little bit more pro tip from us definitely invest in a slow cooker or a multi-cooker because i really honestly feel like you can't screw it up yeah um, it's really difficult to screw it's up. It's really difficult to screw up. And you can bulk cook, you know, make a big batch of food. Easy, really easy way to meal prep. Um, and it tastes delicious. Yeah. Really, like, just falls apart. And, yeah. You're going to be that person in the staff room when you heat up your meal and everyone oh, smells. What's that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's my slow cooker, baby. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, humming that thing all weekend. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And, you know, the final thing that I wanted to say there is that this certainly doesn't mean that you can never enjoy those processed foods. Totally. And again, like the thing that we usually come back to and again and again is the, you yeah. know, the 80-20. Absolutely. The 80-20 rule of like 80% of the time, if yes. you eat your own food, own cooked food, yeah. unprocessed foods, then 20% of the time you can usually fit mm. those more processed things in without much of a problem at all yeah some people do find that they they can't like they have to minimize it even less yeah that's right because otherwise it goes way overboard yeah it's just something that you need to try for yourself it is yeah to try and test it and it it is absolutely a skill like um finding that fine balance between okay like what like what's convenient yeah and what I can stick to and what also brings me like some satisfaction as well without going overboard absolutely and it takes time and practice and this is exactly the type of thing that we work with people in the leaner stronger experience the group coaching program that we do like this is exactly the stuff like Mm. we give you the education and we give you the 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 plan and tell you like what's the what the structure should look like Mm -hmm. but then it's conversations like this and like ongoing weekly process of like working with the individuals to find the structure and the approach that actually suits them 
so that they can actually stick to it for long enough so that they can see some really really cool changes with their health and their body composition yeah yeah so if you'd like to work with us more <laughs> on that I highly recommend jumping on the Lena Strong experience getting started on the 3rd of October and we are very very excited for that and again like what is this thing it's a 18-week group coaching program which involves giving you all the tools and systems tried and tested in our coaching practice over the last couple of years we spend over I was just calculating like over like between like 50 and 75 thousand dollars on continuing education mm. and putting all that into these systems that we're giving to people plus then the the coaching side of things like how to actually make these things fit into someone's lifestyle yes yeah if you have any questions about that if you have any questions about today's topic feel free to send me an email on hello at coachputer.com or just put a comment onto wherever you're consuming this information from if you are finding these episodes useful it would help us out a lot and it would be nice if you showed your appreciation if you left us a rating and a review on whatever platform that you're consuming this information from and if you really wanted to make our day if you made it down to coach Puru Google profile and you left a rating and a review there that would be absolutely amazing thank you so much I hope that you have an absolutely fantastic rest of the day this is coach Puru coach Teresa Let's do this.